Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I went to the flea market today, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And is that every, it's every other Sunday or every Sunday? It's on a Sunday where uh, I, I it's it's almost every Sunday if I can take children with me uh-huh. uh, then I'm allowed to go every Sunday otherwise if it's a more ambitious flea market that I couldn't make it through with children uh, I'm gonna have to wait for an in-law to be visiting gotta wait okay. for an in-law oh, to be visiting. so when you say an ambitious flea market are there flea markets that are set up like American Ninja Warrior where you have to like dodge rotating, no uh, laser uh, laser from American Gladiators is usually there Oh. With those cute, with those Q-tips, with the right. foam ends, you know what I'm talking? Yeah. The giant Q-tip with the and he's foam. like selling like vintage beer signs too. No, just kicking the shit out of people. Just really kicking wow, the shit yeah. out of people. Just yeah, <laughs> not he's not there as a vendor. And he's, he's just not, testing fact, people's metal. <laughs> my understanding is he's not even there in a professional capacity. He's not being paid by the venue um, for a personal he appearance his, or he something. He pays his two bucks to get in like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and it. The guy just does not have a lot of chances to kick the shit out of people, but he's found yeah. that flea market folk, as we like to call ourselves, are willing to tolerate it more than most. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go down to the Glendale Galleria and immediately Start. somebody calls the cops. Right. But the flea market therapy, they're like, well, he's, you know, we're yeah. all just, we're all just do- doing our best and. It's, it's a form of self-care to <laughs> kick the shit out of people with your foam baton. Hi, I'm at the Glendale Galleria. There's a 60-year-old muscle man with a giant Q-tip. He's outside the Microsoft store. <laughs> it's like the Apple store. I don't know why they do it. No one ever seems to be in there. I just want the new Surface. Now that I'm on the topic of Microsoft products, the naming conventions for the Xboxes has gotten confusing. Yeah. Just do like the PlayStation. Add a new number. Series S. Thank you, Glendale Police Department. Um, I had this discussion with my wife on Saturday night. Flea markets on mm-hmm. Sunday mornings. I had this discussion with my wife where I wanted to bring my dog Coco to the flea market. She's... Jordan, now 15 years old. Now, did you see an opportunity to make a joke about the flea market and the dog having fleas, or is that like hack shit that you would never do? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. It's disrespectful to the dog. It's one of those things that occurred to me, but I'm like, oh, you've probably done every permutation of the dog has fleas and we're going to the flea market. Like, you've probably... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever do that. Oh, you would just never even try it. It no. wouldn't cross your mind. It's so hack. Coco, it's not I mean, you've met, enough. You've met Coco. She's dignified. Yeah. I honor her dignity. But she's very itchy. <laughs> I just assumed it was fleas. It could be eczema. Dog eczema. Jordan, Jordan dogs that's eczema? just because you're, you're wearing her as a crew-collared sweater. If you wore <laughs> yeah. either a collared shirt or got a V-neck Coco, it would be much less of an issue. Or boat neck, maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what to do. So I asked my wife if I could bring Coco to the flea market. Dogs are allowed at this flea market, Pasadena right. City College. Because they have so many fleas. She said, 
Well, it would undercut the prices for the vendors, Jordan, mm-hmm. if there were just fleas everywhere because of dogs. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you go to buy fleas. I thought this was something else. What do you think is going on at the flea market? Well, I mean, there's. I was thinking like, okay, there's two kinds. You know, there's something where you could just buy a pig pack of, you know, tube socks for two bucks. Uh huh. And like an off-brand GI Joe. Right. And then you know you're probably looking at you know people selling vintage stuff. Um, okay. You know, couplings, where... signs, uh, chest of drawers. So this, the first one is a swap meet that you're describing. Mm-hmm. A flea market right. is where you go to buy fleas. Okay. The first one that you described is a swap meet. The second one is the Glendale Galleria. Gotcha. Okay. I I mean I go there, but I just go to the Microsoft store and get out. Got it. I don't even just look. I don't surface. even look at the other stores. You're like, oh, can I get an ergonomic keyboard, please? Right. So I uh, asked my wife. Are you if still I could selling bring... connects? I need to connect. Uh, do you sell connects? Do you sell connects? Right. The Xbox building toy. Connect. Yeah. Oh, there's connects. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. So I asked my wife, no, we only sell Lincoln logs. <laughs> Sorry. Duplo only. I asked my wife if I could bring the dog, and she's 15 years old, the dog. Not your wife. No. Um, I asked if I could bring my dog to the flea market. My wife was a little circumspect because my dog mm-hmm. is very old. She has an enlarged heart. She's deaf as a stone, and she has some vision issues, ulcerations. Right. But I wanted to bring the dog because I like looking at her Mm -hmm. because she's funny. She looks like a funny, like a scruffy little bear or something. Yeah. Um, Just she looks funny, and I like to pet her. Yeah. So that's why, that was my thinking around bringing her. I, I like looking at her and petting her. And then I said, well, what if I just only, but my wife was concerned about the heart condition and stuff. I said, well, I'll carry her in the cart. I bring a cart to the flea market. And I said, well, I'll just put her bed in the cart and she'll just ride around in the cart like a little fucking princess. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife was on board for that. A hundred percent. Yeah. she can. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. She can ride in the little fucking cart. So I put her in the cart. You know, it's one of these folding deals. It's great, great, great tool. Keep it mm-hmm. in the back of the station wagon. I put her in the cart with her little bed. I haven't been walking more than 10 seconds when she jumps out. Now, she has bad hips, Jordan, right. from when she tore her meniscus. And uh, I don't want her jumping out of this fucking thing. Not from like when she ran track in high school? Well, she had a brief career as an Olympic speed skater. Mm. Um. But this is a kitchen injury. And um, I I put her back in there. You know, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, well, she shouldn't be jumping out of the cart. It's bad for her hips. And walk a little further. Guess what she does, Jordan? She jumps right out of the fucking cart again. Oh, my gosh. Now, at this point, I'm, I'm concerned. Because I'm going to be at the flea market two, three hours. I don't want the dog jumping out of the cart over and over. You know what I mean? I got to make money so I can buy maple candies for my children. Sorry. I started thinking of the Donald Hall book, The Ox Cart Man, mm. uh, the children's picture book, The Ox Cart Man. I'm not, not buying maple candies, I'm buying vintage and antique goods. So I'm walking with around with the dog and she keeps jumping out and I can't, 
I can't contain her jumping out, but every time she jumps out, I'm concerned because of her because of her limbs. Do you think it's a is she is she doing it out of fear or out of fun? Is it like time? No, to, she's uncomfortable. She doesn't. Stuff. She doesn't like be being there. in a moving okay. vehicle. I think sure. is what's going on. She doesn't understand, and she's worried about where I am because she doesn't see that well anymore, and she can't hear me. Sure. So he's jumping out and. I let her walk for a little while, but then I got concerned about her heart condition. Anyway, long story short, for about two hours, I carried her around like a football, sort of like the Heisman Trophy. Oh, I carried nice. her under my hip with one arm extended. In case my, laser uh, there. tries to, yeah. in case laser tries to sack you. Yeah, my biceps are just profoundly sore from oh, carrying yeah, this from... twenty-pound dog around. Did it impede shopping? Could you? do the shopping that you wanted to or is, was there like stuff you're like well i you know i can't carry this out to the car because i got this dog the biggest problem was every time i get to a vendor i take a look at what they were selling i think i got an armful of fleas already sure there you go <laughs> see it's fun yeah it is pretty flea fun. market dogs have fleas try and yeah. work it into the work it into your routine okay the thing about the little doggies and you can have it for free you don't even have to you don't have to give me shit okay can i give you a little shit though <laughs> <laughs> no, just let me. Okay, now you can't have it. I'm taking it back. Dogs oh! of the flea market humor is mine. And if you use it, I will sue your ass. Our guest on the program uh, is the host of Allison Rosen is your new best friend and the brand new podcast from Upworthy. They've expanded from being in your Facebook feed in 2012 ish. 2014 into podcasting with our friend Allison Rosen. Hi, Allison. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. They're also in your Instagram feed. It like oh. circa 2021. They have two million Instagram followers, I think. Jeez you know Louise. what though? I'm not I'm here to push myself as co-host of their podcast. They can right. push themselves as a brand on their own. But yeah. This is about your career. You know what? They handle their side of the street. I'll sweep my side of the street, and it'll all work out. The classic analogy. Classic. Listen, we're all just sweeping our own streets. Hey, I, I don't <laughs> stick my broom in your parkway. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't hose down my gutters. <laughs> no, I don't rake Jesse's leaves. This all sounds like <sighs> euphemisms for like genital grooming. <laughs> yes. I de yeah. when I said I don't stick my broom in your parkway, I definitely felt oh, that. Oh yeah, so, sure. That's well, yeah. You can go a couple ways with that, guys. I just I just got back from the flea market. Oh, I gotta rake my leaves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. A tiny, tiny little fine tooth rake is what you need, right? Now, <laughs> because I you have, have dick parasites. <laughs> Please, yes, I guess. Jordan. Please. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Um. <laughs> Listen, this show has been coming at me fast and furious, so I have a lot. I have yeah. a lot of questions. Uh huh. I, well, Allison, have, at its core, yeah. the show's about family. <laughs> right. Okay. It's about family. <laughs> R.I.P. Paul Walker. Jordan made a lot of very funny and witty and urbane flea jokes. Thank you. Jesse, you said you would never deign to make a flea joke, but then you made a very funny one. Now, is that where you were headed all along or were you, was that off of Jordan's flea setups? 
all I really had was that one little thing about how today I carried around my dog like a football, but I don't have anything else. Well, right. Uh, okay. So then when you said that uh, it would it would undercut the, the vendor's prices, that was just off the cuff. How do you do it? Thank you, Al. Allison. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> you know what? Tomorrow, why don't I sweep your sidewalk? Oh, my God. I was just going to handle sweeping my side of the street, but if you insist... <laughs> And then um, also, my dog has an enlarged heart, but I've never taken her to any sort of mart. Wendy. Mm-hmm. But it does, sounds like it's not as bad as uh, as Coco's, perhaps. Aww. Wendy's an older gal, right? Your, your lovely dog, Wendy. Thank you. She just turned seven and a half. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's medium dog, right? Uh, I think of it as medium, but I did read somewhere that she's cons- probably in like a vet insurance uh handbook which we never got and we should have gotten um i think that she is considered a senior dog oh okay she's a young senior she's like she's like playing shuffleboard in coral cover colored pants or something she's a real milf she's oh my god yeah i look at her and i'm like i want to break me off a piece of that sure because i'm in i guess that's what i'm into yeah the meniscus maybe (laughs) Oh, and then I had a question about that. I mean, I'm just a curious gal. Sure, uh, yeah. But she tore the meniscus, which is her, or, or hurt her meniscus, which is her knee. How did that affect the hips? Well, okay. First of all, thanks, Allison. Of course, our listeners know you best as New York's funniest reporter. <laughs> Thank you. 2008 or something. Oh, my God. Was it 2008? It might have been 2008. Yeah. I've been dining out on that for a long time. Uh, New York's funniest reporter, Allison Rosen. Thanks for the trenchant questions. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. when you're a dog and you damage your meniscus, you may compensate for that pain by uh, altering your gait. When you alter your oh. gait, it can cause it can cause damage in other parts of your joints. Got it. Dogs are designed to die of toothlessness at age three or whatever. Uh, we're really we're really in defiance of god's will most dogs are eaten by their mothers (laughs) (laughs) i guess we are unnaturally prolonging their lives because wendy young senior wendy it does take heart meds yeah which is supposed to buy her like a year and a half more or something okay yeah you put them in like peanut butter or something um, we put them in pill pockets. For the longest time, we did use peanut butter and we had to hid them in all this stuff, but they make a product that's like a dog treat and you just, you probably, do you ever uh, use it for bug? You just stuff the treat right in there. I know about those pockets. Yeah. Shove it right on in. Yeah. Uh, bug, knock on wood, has not had a ton of health issues. Um, yeah. She will eat the thing around the pill and leave the pill in the- Oh, she ate around <laughs> it? Oh. Uh, in the bowl, she's a smarty. Clever. Yeah. And she has a death wish. Would you say, Jordan, that her top uh, health problem is a rude tood? <laughs> well, I think I think with Bug is that she just like she wants to do her own research, you know, like she doesn't right. want to just like mm-hmm. take something because like the government or the FDA says like, hey, you should take like she's like, I'm going to do my own research. She knows a lot of good YouTube channels. Um, Someone snuck a red pill in her pill pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, a red pill. She was red pill pocketed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah, and she just calls me. Uh, she just calls me a. Oh gosh, cuck. And I was going for what's the thing about Chad's no and Stacy's? Let it, it, let's let's not dig too far into <laughs> alt right <laughs> lingo. 
Okay, let's not. But Chads do have a perfect jaw structure, I think. They do. Yes, exactly. They're like the uh, Chad is like the Uberman, right? I think so. Yeah. And who's Stacy? Oof, boy. I'm sorry. I should not have opened this. I don't She's know enough the, about it. The female I counterpart. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it's maybe like a derogatory way to like refer to a woman. I would guess. Uh, Allison, what do you get up to on the Upworthy podcast? Well, we talk about, and thank you for asking. We talk about mm-hmm. the most popular engaging stories that ran the week before. So we have talked about all sorts of stuff. Most recently, we talked about a dog who got to live out her perfect last day, which was uh, a story that was both heartwarming and one of the Twitter responses to the story was, is it possible to be so sad you die? Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. Oh, boy. Like, Upworthy says it's you know the best of humanity and it's like supposed right. to be sort of, I wouldn't say exactly feel-good stories, but but heartwarming, positive stories. But this was about a dog that was going to be put down on the following Monday, so they wanted to give it its perfect last day. And to me, that's just sad, but it's also very sweet because sure. the dog left to play in snow, so they put together a snow pile and blah, blah, blah. That, um, we talked about a woman who went viral because she was moving in with her boyfriend. She was going to move in with her boyfriend, and then she found out that his mom like does all of his chores and he doesn't know how to do anything. So she wanted to know, is it wrong that I don't want to move in with him? Cause he certainly did not take to it kindly. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about Pete Davidson. We had a big <laughs> debate about Christmas music. How do you guys feel about the Mariah Carey song? I don't love it. Oh yeah. I mean, cold take. I, I do. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I like that Mariah Carey song. I watched succession. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just a fucking, I, I don't know. I'm yes. I have nothing interesting to add. I like I the song. Watch succession. Cool people. It's not just Chad's and Stacy. Succession. <laughs> yeah. But I personally. No, but you have a hot take is that the Mariah Carey song is bad. This is good. Yeah. This is great. I wish I, I could, you know, I, I, I I just I wish I could dislike it, but it's just it's just a part of me. I wish I could like it. I wish I could. I came out so strongly against that song, and my co-host Todd Perry dislikes Christmas music, but likes that song, which to me is like that's top to bottom all wrong. Right. So recently, I just and so many people who listened to the episode pushed back, including you know Bean, Kevin and Bean. Yeah, uh, sure. He was like, Allison, you're wrong. It's a great song. I'm like, okay. So I I gave it another go, and I still don't like it. Is there something about it that annoys you, or are you just like, this is like every Christmas song? Or is there like a tone or a lyric or something that gets you? Okay. I'm not high, but if I were, this is the kind of thing I would say. Like, this is going to sound... Just just go on the journey of this statement with me. I mm. do hate it because it's like every Christmas song, but I don't mean it sounds like every Christmas song. I mean, I only ever hear it. So when I, so it is every Christmas song. It's taken over. I like the song. I think it's a good song. I will say that this song is what, maybe 25 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been around the block a few times. I don't think I realized it was a song or a hit song until eight years ago because it is so indistinguishable from every other Christmas song. I somehow missed when it came out. I don't remember when it came out. And 
it just blended into a continuous stream of Christmas music because of its level of genericism. That I because it is such a pastiche specifically of like the Phil Spector Christmas album. Uh I just never noticed that it was its own distinct song. It just sounds like a, the vague idea of a Christmas song. Um, but that yes. said, I do like the song. Yeah, I had a I had a Christmas music experience uh, a couple nights ago. I went to a uh, a new bar that I heard was a very cool bar in a cool part of town. Yeah. I was excited to do this, and they let you in. Yeah, yeah, I uh <laughs> I stole a guy's ID. <laughs> I beat up a blue bottle barista. <laughs> I stole his ID. I've seen I haven't been to this bar but I've seen pictures of it. It's like a giant warehouse, right? And there's multiple mm-hmm. levels. It's kind of like pounding dance music. Everybody's wearing like black leather. Yeah. Um most of them are vampires. I was just going to say it sounds yes. just like true blood. And then yeah, and then around uh then around, you know, midnight the blood sprinklers turn on and then Blade comes in and kills everyone. Oh, it's the coolest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cool yeah. this place. Oh. Yeah, I've heard it's a really cool place. So I I was like excited to check this place out. I'd been hearing about it. I you know, I feel like I I you know, I I I I I've talked about this on the show. I've moved to Pasadena recently. It's a lovely place. Nothing there's nothing cool you know no. so which i don't like it's miss not that a cool much. place not a cool place it's a lovely place it's a it's, it's a terrific. nice place it has its, its nice own place. vibe yeah got pretty houses beautiful beautiful i yes Pineberg. very few pasadena complaints but i was like yeah i've never, I haven't been someplace cool i'd like to go someplace cool i'd like to you know hobnob with the coolsters <laughs> Which is what a cool person would say. So that is exactly yeah. how we speak. So I was like, I'm gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to this this place I've been hearing about in this like cool part of town. And when you say town, you're talking about Pasadena. No, no, this is another part he of was town. Leaving Pasadena. I was leaving Pasadena. He was emigrating. This okay. is what. Yeah, Great. this is the idea. So I'm 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 getting out of out of this neighborhood to go to someplace where. Something cool could exist. Get together. I was trying to think of what the coolest part of Pasadena was, and all I could come up with was that area where there's the Cheesecake Factory and the Apple Store. Oh, that's a cursed Cheesecake Factory. Cars keep running into it, and one time there was a big fire. (laughs) It's a so that's kind of neat. That is pretty cool. (laughs) That is kind of cool. Wow. There's a BJ's Brew House that's in a beautiful old bank. Um, Uh This is it, basically. Yeah. Got it. Wait, is that BJ's brew house near the ice house? It is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've yeah. S- I've seen that cool pizzeria. It is beautiful. House, it mean. is beautiful yeah. inside. It is it's, it's the most mm-hmm. like stunning chain restaurant you've ever been inside. Uh, so I drive to this other non-Pasadena part of town to this cool bar. I go into this place. Sure enough, this place is fucking cool. There's like, you know, there's. All People these in black leather, everybody's black leather. The side of their head is shaved, but then on top of the head they have dreadlocks. There's a hacking contest going on with everyone is hacking on rollerblades. Everybody, there is every gender and ethnicity of Terrence Trent Darby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh wait, are there? You know those? Um, it's like a. It looks like a. It's a wire leash. With just a circle, but like you're, it's like a ghost dog. People carrying those. Because I think, I think that's everybody's, so cool. Everybody's walking a ghost dog that you so get cool. while you're waiting for a parade. Yeah. People are yeah, offering really cool. each other trick gum. 
yeah. <laughs> Allison, have you been to this place? You've been here. I'm gonna I'm Okay. You found me out. I have. <laughs> There's so many um, beanies with a propeller on top. Right. And yeah. Everybody's got a giant lollipop, you know. <laughs> Fucking cool. <laughs> Fucking hipsters, right? Grown ups and dieties. <laughs> yeah, sure. Everybody's got band-aids on their knees because they skinned them. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, yeah, this place Carrying is great. Dogs like There's like balls. Go ahead, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great lighting, photo booth. They've got these like big red like booths, like these like leather booths that you can sit in and have a drink. Uh, they got a little outdoor space. Some bands are playing. This is this place is. I'm like, yeah, ads advertised. This is very cool. Some bands are playing. How yeah. many? Uh, uh, good question. I didn't know. It just seems like a place where like. There's gonna bands be a, would a, play. Oh yeah, this, a band's my my friend's band's gonna play here. Got it. His friend is Tia Carrera. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like a woman with a cello and a guy with a laptop, and that's the band. Oh, okay. Got it. And they only put cool. out cassettes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Do they serve like French munchies? Oh, I didn't. Well, here here's the thing. I didn't like onion soup. <laughs> yeah, no, no French. I, I didn't. It's a really cool bar. They have free baguettes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cello player and laptop to me feels like a a brasserie. Yeah, there's that's a brasserie vibe. Um, so there's like there's a DJ at this place, obviously, and you know it's kind of decked out for Christmas. But the the Christmas music that this DJ is playing is the only way I could describe it is like like it, like you know when they make fun of like elevator music from the eighties. It was like Zach. it was like <laughs> Hold on, Jordan, I think my phone's ringing. <laughs> no, yeah, it was this was the soundtrack and I could it sucked so bad. It was so fucking annoying and I could I was clocking the guy playing these records and he was just doing one after the other. It was like that and then it would just be like yeah. What instrument was it like Mannheim steamroller kind of thing? Yeah, what is happening? It was like it was just like beeps and boops. Like it was oh. like a, like an Atari. Like an Atari had composed these. Like a MIDI thing that would load on an old website? Yes. Yeah. It, it's kind of like that, but like less complex. <laughs> like <laughs> just just it was not multiple instruments. It was just this one thing that can make tones. That sounds awful. Were these, is it possible, two questions, Jordan. Number yes. one, is it possible these were, two questions in one. I'll, you can answer them together. Yeah. Number one, is it possible these were chip tunes? And number two, is it possible that this wasn't a bar, it was Tumblr? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I Number d- three, what's a chip tune? I feel like I should know. It's like um 8-bit video game style music. Okay. This did not seem to me like it was composed by like a modern hipster musician that does music for Kickstarter video games. This is not that. Here's what I think was going on. I think this guy found these like old records at a garage sale and is so proud of how hilarious and weird they are that he hijacked this dj night to play these like kitschy but very alienating 
records for other people who were like, whoa, check out this. Like, it didn't sound like it was like, you know, this is not in the style of like girl talk or something like this was just like maybe they maybe this was just Muzak that they played in an elevator in the 70s. And this guy found the record that played their Christmas music. But I seem to be the only one in there who wasn't fucking loving this shit. Oh, it had an audience. And I like I had to leave. I was so annoyed by it. But maybe this is why I'm not a part of cool society anymore. I was going to say, I think maybe maybe you don't have what it takes. Yeah. I can't sit there through alienating 80s atonal music anyway. So I'll see you guys at BJ's Brewhouse where they'll be playing the Mariah Carey song on loop. <laughs> and me and my fucking dumb friends are going to talk about succession. Anyway. Do you have a favorite type of Christmas music, Jordan? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have the coldest of takes about Christmas music. Uh, you know, Mariah Carey, the, um, you know, the like Ronettes girl group, Phil Spector's very special Christmas. That stuff's all great. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything interesting to say about Christmas music. You know, White Christmas, huh? Come on, right? Uh, yeah, I don't have anything interesting to say about Christmas music other than I, I didn't like that stuff that that he was playing so yeah. um are you and i know this is hyper local but are you gonna tell us what part of town this super hip bar was in because i'm dying to know oh uh, highland park of course yeah are you not gonna go back i would maybe go back yeah i mean i liked the place so much other than the bad music so i want to give it another chance i think it was yeah maybe i'll just try and remember what night I went and then skip this night because maybe that's this dude's DJ night where he just plays weirdo stuff that he, you know, bought when he bid on a a storage unit or something like that. (laughs) Jordan, can I ask you a serious question here? Sure. Not a joke question. Yeah. You said it's in Highland Park? Yeah. Are you just talking about when you came over for dinner the other night? (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I just I and again, there's probably a more mature way to tell you. <laughs> I thought you were this. enjoying it. No, Terrence and that's Trent why Darby told me that he liked it. And that's why I left after five minutes. That's why I just Irish goodbye and I'm sorry. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. How about just, you know Allison? Yes. Do you like like uh like sometimes someone will ask me like what are the great hip hop Christmas songs? Mm. And the answer to that question is the first Outkast single was a Christmas song, Player's Ball. Uh it doesn't have that much to do with Christmas. It was from a Christmas comp- compilation and it has a lot of sleigh bells on it. Um the That's Christmas enough. mix does. Besides that, nothing. You know, you're down to Christmas in Hollis, which is a B minus novelty record, basically. Mm. Uh, but there are people who want to listen to Christmas music in their genre and will just listen to the Offspring's Christmas album or whatever. <laughs> Bean yeah, probably. Like- Bean probably listens to the Offspring. He's a, probably a great guy. Bean. He he seems to be a great guy. I mean, he had millipedes as pets when he was a kid i it was around the time i don't know if if i had if i had the the classic quality of all great guys (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that <laughs> I have any opinion on a guy who keeps millipedes as pets. That isn't you know that doesn't John... betray any qualities to me. <laughs> the late Congressman John Lewis kept Jerusalem crickets when he was a kid. Oh, uh, basically, all great guys keep terrifying. A great man, a great man yes, <laughs> monster bugs. Yeah, the greater the man, the more terrifying the pet. <laughs> There was a period of time where I kept finding millipedes in my bathroom and it was driving me insane and it was really bothering me. And I called an exterminator and and I expected them to be like, oh, yeah, it's millipede season in Burbank or something. Um, And they're like, oh, that's weird. That's a that's a first. And I thought, why is this happening? So anyway, I was talking about it on the show uh, at the top of the show with Tony and I said the the exterminators were supposed to come out and like spray or do whatever they do. And then when we introduced Bean, when he came came into the show, he shared that he had millipedes as pets when he was a kid. And why did I have to bring in an exterminator? Like they're gentle, harmless. Then they are. They're just like little wormy things. You're killing free pets. <laughs> why would That's you right. kill a free right. pet from a humanitarian and a financial standpoint it's questionable yeah. so after that i began to feel really guilty so i would just pick them up and carry them outside and then it turned out they were all coming from a plant and i just moved the plant outside and now the problem is gone but to me that does show that he's a better person than i am yeah because mm. he named his millipedes whereas i just wanted them gone yeah um, I was uh, walking with this friend and we were walking by a vacant lot and she's like, see that? That's the free cat store. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go is supported by the members of MaximumFun.org. Not least here at Jordan, Jesse Go. We're very grateful for your membership. Every single person who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join over these many years, Jordan. We're very grateful to all of you. We're also grateful this week to our supporters at Magic Spoon. I just got some spoon in the mail. Oh man, I got me some spoonies too. I love them. You know how I feel. PB Spoon is my favorite. Jesse, I'm going to snack on some spoonies after we wrap up the cast today. I'm going to get me a handful. I'm going to nom them on the couch. And if one falls on the floor, I'm going to eat it. Because you know what? Five second rule, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking asshole. Why are you trying to call Jordan on it? Listen, I'm just eating my spoonies off the floor. Just trying trying to nom his spooners. Uh, If you don't know, by the way, Magic Spoon is a uh, a breakfast or anytime cereal with zero grams of sugar, 140 calories, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's like a fun kid uh, sweetie cereal, but with uh, much more healthier stuff in it. I don't know how they make this without grain, but somehow they do. Hard to say. Hard to say. We're yeah. not, listen, we're not cereal scientists. We're cereal consumers, and mm-hmm. Magic Spoon is great. They got these awesome flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. And yeah, maple waffle and cookies and cream those were limited flavors that magic spoon made permanent because the fans were so passionate uh, i've had them they're delicious 
as are all the Magic Spoon flavors. Uh, this stuff is really great, and you can get it at magicspoon.com slash jjgo. Go to magicspoon.com slash jjgo to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code jjgo at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash jjgo. And use the code JJGO to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Five-second rule, you assholes. Uh, we're also sponsored this week by Made In. If quality and craftsmanship is important to you, and I suspect that it is, you should check mm-hmm. out Made In. Made In is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. Jesse, this made-in stuff is great. I made me a scramble in my made-in pan today, and not only did it come out great, it cleaned easy. Made-in, these are some great pieces of cookware. What are you, what are you scrambling in there? Maybe some uh, some diced bell peppers? You know it's a diced bell pepper. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You got that right. You got that right. What do you got? A little bit of breakfast sausage? Uh oh! What did I do? No, I didn't. I I had no no meat in this one. Did some diced mm-hmm. onions. Uh, mm-hmm. throw some green onions in there sometimes if I got them. Oh yeah, little cheese, shallots if you want a gentler flavor. That's true. That's also a great option. A little bit That's of sweetness. Also a great option. Listen, there's a lot of listen. We're not here to talk scrambles. I'm I here. Am. To, oh well, <laughs> Jesse's going to talk about scrambles. My notes here say talk scrambles. Ask scramble follow ups. No, it's not. Listen, this is not. This is not scram chat. This is made-in talk. Okay. Here's what they okay. do. If you want to get one of these great pans that you can use to make a scramble in, mm-hmm. you're going to want to do it because they source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to produce premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Uh, now, Jordan, I yes. have one of these carbon steel made-in pans. This yeah. is incredible because it's non-stick, but it's also lightweight. Mm-hmm. You know, cast iron is great stuff, but it's very heavy, hard to maneuver if Absolutely. you're making a scramble. And uh, it's non-stick. This is great stuff. Um, before I had that, when I would try and make a scramble, it would be a disaster because you need a pan to hold the scramble. Yes. Otherwise, it just goes straight into the fire. <laughs> it hurts you when you try and eat it. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. It's a big problem for me. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code JJGO. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. Go to maidencookware.com slash JJGO. Use promo code JJGO for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash JJGO and use promo code JJGO. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Ow! That's me eating the scramble before I got a made in pan. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Allison Rosen, classic Stacy. Oh, such a, I always had you pegged as more of a skipper. I'm that too. <laughs> 
Allison, in the break, you you casually mentioned to us that you wanted to talk about something silly. Uh, I think it'll be nice to talk to get away from the gravity of the program so far. So, mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd lighten the mood by saying thank you for having me back because I assume you're aware of it, but I don't know how aware you are. There was some controversy after my last appearance. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, cancel culture? That's my first thought. The, yeah. Yeah, I. I did almost get canceled. I did. I oh, when boy. I took oh, the stage, wow. I thought I can't do my act anymore. I'm afraid to even open my mouth. They're going to come right because you no. had to stop doing colleges, right? Because all the you know, yes, oh my god, snowflakes just want a safe space. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. What's going to happen to comedy? Mm-hmm. No. Um. So Jordan, excuse me. Why do I keep? It's because I'm. I'm sorry. Jesse, I just called you Jordan, and this is now the second time I've done that, and I don't know why. It's it's because his You've name. You've done comes it a first number of times in the past as well. Don't worry. Really? It's fine. Other people We're do people it in my personal too? life do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> my wife calls me Jordan in bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean that might be <laughs> just <laughs> what a that's so weird. Yeah. So anyway. Jesse, you were talking about the big Amish hats and you didn't know the name of them. So I did. And look, I'm not saying I'm some kind of hero. I did what (laughs) anyone would do in that situation. And I quickly Googled and I found that they're called something wonderful. They're called scribblers. And I shared the bounty of this knowledge on the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, I just did what anyone would do. Right. Yeah. Certainly what our producer Brian should have done. Mm -hmm. That's right. I wasn't going to say it. But Brian, be glad that you didn't do that because the fallout, my God. So I came on the show, mentioned the name was Scribbler, left the show, felt like it was fine. It aired, yada, yada, yada. And then suddenly Dan from the Flophouse is gunning for me saying, do you remember he called me out? out? I can't remember. Oh, shit posted McCoy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on in his life that made him feel the need to project that onto me. It's probably that he recently became happily married. That's probably why he's targeting people, taking people down. I know that we're being facetious, but don't you remember, Jesse, like many moons ago, we were talking, um, I think you were a guest on my show years ago, and I was saying that I discovered this weird thing, which is some of the worst comments that have been left for me when I like click on the the profile of the person who left it, I discovered that they have an infant at home. And it always struck me as surprise, as a weird juxtaposition that this person is just spewing bile and then they have this like precious little baby at home. And we were talking about why that might be. So maybe that's what's going on with Dan and his hatred of facts and of me. But anyway, <laughs> he said that I he, he made a, just a bold accusation. He accused me of uh, like misreading something. And then he even like excused me in the tweet. Like she just, you know, as one could do, must have misread it. And so then I went and checked my sources and posted something that did say their names were scribblers. And he and I have been mortal enemies ever since. So was wow. so what what does he allege? And he's not here, so you know, um we're speaking for him in this situation. What so his his complaint was that you got the name of the hat wrong? Yeah, because I think there's some kind of Amish news hat source called it's some. I'm making this up, but it's something like Scribbler's Gazette, okay, or Scribbler's B yeah. or something. It seems like 
whatever this is should not have a website, right? Like of all the of all the of all the groups to get something wrong about <laughs> right. online, you'd think you're pretty yeah. safe about making an Amish error. But how are they going right. to hear it? Yeah, but so I think there is some kind of oh maybe there's a site called the Scribbler. Right. So he thought that I had misinterpreted that as the name of the hat. And, and you know, he was persuasive. For a second, I was like, oh, no, is that what I did? And, but then I looked on, um, it's called like Amish Furniture Outlet. Or, again, this is all via Google. Sure. But it, like, I swear it's like Amish Furniture Outlet or something. And then there's a, a chunk of text. And in it, it says, you know, these hats referred to as scribblers. So then I posted that. And he backed off and he felt bad, but I don't know if he feels bad enough. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Feel worse. <laughs> the, the, wait, if the controversy is Dan McCoy doesn't feel bad enough about himself, there is no controversy. That is a non-controversy. I can assure you that at any given time, Dan has a running critique inside himself that is really done... Everything you've done with this scribbler situation and far, far more. So he he tweeted something to that effect because I was like, you know, I think someone else came for me mm. jokingly, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't have a beef with you right now. I'm I'm in the midst of beefing with Dan, and didn't use the word beef or beefing, and I'm happy about that. But um, yeah, you said <laughs> queef. Sure. I, I'm sorry. I'm having, I'm having a an online queef. queef. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said he made a reference to uh, his self denigration or flagellation or or just I don't know feeling mortified all the time. And yeah. I thought I'm not going to let you dodge this one, Dan. But mm. really, what what goes on? What what kind of Dan on Dan crime is it? And I guess here's the thing about that that struck me is that like even if the name of an Amish hat is not a scribbler. It's such a good detail. You should want to believe that it's true. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that's what an Amish hat is called, a scribbler. That's like the best name for it. You should just want that to be true and run with it. Yeah, I agree. Where's his sense of whimsy? I Thank mean, I, what I, I guess he heard it and he thought that sounds like grade A bullshit. Mm. And so then he Googled it himself. And I don't know, they, you know, if the night were younger, I would say, let's get him on the line and find out what was the whole process before right. he decided to just take a wild swing at me. I have I have bad news for you. I would love, I would absolutely love to get him on the line, but I texted him earlier and tonight he's having uh, dinner with Chris Weitz, uh, the director of About a Boy. So it's right here on my oh. texts. Oh, he's got the so, receipts. He's got the receipts. Yeah. Um, wait just one hot second. Okay. Did you text him to see if he could be your guest? Yeah. Before we texted you. Okay. That's, I deserved that, I guess. Yeah. Didn't think I mean, you'd you be brought so that upon honest. yourself. <laughs> well, you're well, not having dinner think... with the director of about a boy. So it's sort of on you. <laughs> no, I'm not saying how did we end up in this situation where I have to be a guest on this show? Unlike your friend, your name dropping friend i wanted to be on this show he directed one of the twilight movies as well allison yeah i said you know what i was supposed to have dinner with a famous director right now whose name escapes me but i'm gonna cancel so that i can be on this show that's what a real friend does. <laughs> you're supposed to go down in jim cameron's submarine that's 
<laughs> Food just tastes better down there. Yeah, I know. When you're in the trench, <laughs> the baguette, the baguette tastes better in the trench. That's what my That's mom right. always said. <laughs> there was the gas leak in our house. <laughs> Is the trench the bar you went to? <laughs> yeah, I yes. was in the trench eating baguettes at the trench, and this guy was just playing his fucking weird alienating Christmas music. Um. Anyway, uh, so Allison, to to drift slightly toward the subject of movies. Okay, we're having uh, an ongoing segment where people are calling in and telling us uh, the inappropriate media that they ingested as young people. Or oh, do, do you have one? Yes, I do. Would you like to hear it now? Oh yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Yes. Please. Uh, I don't know how we're old actually I was. just ch- Allison. We're just checking with our guests to see whether they have one or not, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought maybe we'd uh, swing around to me last or something, but I'm happy to go first because you know why? I'm not having dinner with a director right now. I'm here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Where it You're counts welcome. with the yeah. people. With that's the, right. Not in some ivory tower. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm down on the streets with yeah, Jordan and you're Jesse. In the, the gutter with the scum. That's right. <laughs> um, I oh oh I have two. Okay. So I remember going to see about last night. Do you remember that movie with um Demi Moore and Rob Lowe and Elizabeth Perkins? I, I don't. I've no, I've, it doesn't movie. ring a bell for me. I'm imagining this. This was maybe. Maybe an early 90s thing that was perhaps a bit erotic? I want to say it was late 80s. Okay. I was pretty young. It was my mom, my sister, and me. We walked into the movie, and a woman whispered to my mom, like, just so you know, this is pretty... I don't know if she said raunchy, or she was trying to, like, warn my mom, you might not want to be here with your little kids. Um, And then my mom was like, oh, it's okay. And then we sat through the movie, and I don't remember much about it. I just know that... Later, when I was older, I watched it again, and I thought, I cannot believe, I actually can't believe she took us to see that movie. I mean, there's a, like there's references to a, there's just a lot of a lot of bone in mm-hmm. discussion of a wet spot. Yeah, wow. But also, when I was a kid, we were in Las Vegas and we saw Joan Rivers. I want to say she opened for the Smothers Brothers, although that's a weird pairing. But I know that afterwards, I kept asking my mom, Mom what does orgasm mean? And she kept not answering me. And we got in an elevator. And finally, I was so frustrated. I was like, Mom, what does orgasm mean? Full elevator? Full elevator. And she still didn't answer. And the thing is, I can't remember how she didn't. I think she was like, I'll tell you later. But then she never told me. I still don't know what it means. Wow, yeah. I mean, I'm first, <laughs> my first time hearing this, I'm like, oh, is that... Is that did you? Is this a show in Some Spanish kind of that you saw? Yeah, yeah. I assumed it was a bar in Highland Park. Right, <laughs> the orgasm, <laughs> and no one can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that joke didn't work. But oh no, I no, that's no, I it didn't. It was it good. Didn't work. It was good. We missed it. No. That's on us. That was no, good. It, I don't think so. Because if if we had made a reference to the G spot, and then I said no one can find it, that yeah, would work. I guess this sure. was just not to was, like yeah to pick apart this. This <laughs> that makes it more funny, right? So anyway, yeah. yes, I yelled, "What's an orgasm?" So that was some inappropriate media right. I consumed as well. Um, Brian, do we have somebody who called in to tell us theirs? Hey, JJ, go calling with a inappropriate media experience from outside of a castle in Ireland. I was 
walking and heard the Gabers episode and decided I had to call. Um, maybe like 10 years ago, I worked in Hollywood, and I used to frequent a place called Snack Bar, which was a fancy hamburger restaurant sort of before Umami Burger and stuff on Coenga Boulevard. And one day I was outside eating and grabbing a drink, and they were playing a movie, which started as just a black and white video of a woman shaving her, I don't know, we'll say bush, for five to ten minutes. And then it slowly panned up to her face, where she was looking in the mirror, and just slowly shaving her head. Then the movie, after maybe 20 minutes or so, ended. The woman who was in the video came out and handed everyone a 30-page booklet explaining each shot of the movie and why she made it. Um, at the time, I just kind of thought that was what happens in Los Angeles, and it was super weird and awkward. Anyways, thanks. Bye. I, here's where I thought that was going. It would it would be like, um, you know, it's a it's a 20 minute shot of a woman shaving her bush. You pan up to her face, and it's the divine Miss Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> Good and everything. And I thought it was going to be like, and her, she had a tiger face or something. Oh, yeah. Like she wasn't even human or I don't know, something. Yeah, like I that. guess I guess that's a category of this as well, is that like I have wandered into an art thing mm. or I'm, I mm. didn't know I was going to an art thing and now I'm at an art thing and, uh, you know, someone is lactating on a flag. Yeah, it's occurring to me, were my inappropriate media appropriate to what you guys did. Did I do it right? No, you did it correctly. I think okay, this this you. fellow is is branching out to another gotcha. zone of this. I did also encounter porn in, in a gazebo when I was in grade school. <laughs> wow. And I this is the first porn pornographic images I had ever seen. So I didn't realize that this was like definitely not your standard. Unless Ladies are doing things with curling irons, unplugged. In standard porn, this was special porn. Wait, wait, was it, is it, was it like, did kids like have a magazine or something? Is that how you saw porn in the gazebo? I'm just having trouble picturing it. I assume someone, (laughs) I assume someone left, like, I didn't realize that hedge porn is a term, like that's a thing. People leave porn in hedges, I guess. This was like gazebo porn. Like some, I, I I don't know who left it there. I don't know if it was like- This was like communal, communal porn that yes. people left at a, at a- In a gazebo. It agreed upon location. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't take it to be that. I imagined that it was some, probably some older kids had like broken into the, and it wasn't hard to break in or anything. You just club over a fence, gotten into the playground and maybe left it there and probably thought it was amusing to imagine children stumbling upon this Mm -hmm. is, or, or some other kids had it. But I mean, the school only went up to eighth grade. So I, I, I imagine just some, some no good neighborhood children left it there. Gotcha. In the gazebo. It is weird to find porn in a gazebo. Usually you would find it in a conservatory. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or some kind of greenhouse. A hot house. This is just a kind of hot house. Yes. Yeah, gazebo's a place you go to see a brass band play. I saw my first uh, pornography in an aviary. 
Oh. How lovely. Surrounded by birds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why you're turned on by the majestic wingspan of the bald eagle to this day. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you show me an albatross, I'll jizz in my pants. It's all about wingspan <laughs> for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're a real wingspan queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your type. I like to look through porn in a foyer or on some mm. kind of lanai. Ooh, sometimes. love a lanai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Armoire. <laughs> Have you guys ever found porn in a breezeway? Love it. Love, yeah, sure. <laughs> Love it in a or breezeway. Or a, um, a port cochere. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys so ever. Hard right or now. Even, even just a covered driveway. Some porn by the fjord. Some fjord porn. <laughs> <laughs> fjord porn. Sorry, Bjorn Bork. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Have you ever found porn in a canal? <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, sweat. that's a great place to find porn. Uh, that's actually yeah. why there's so many stuffed up cargo ships, though, now. <laughs> that's why <laughs> the, it's, yeah, it's spreading supply, supply chain, chain issues, issue. all the canal, <laughs> too much yeah. canal porn. Uh, I don't remember what this show is anymore, but when something momentous <laughs> happens to you, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or s- just send us a voice uh, memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's somebody who did that very thing. Hey, this is Dallas from Urbana, Illinois, and I just got off the stage from doing the Nutcracker. I was just a party dad, which means I just, you know, get to, like, hang around and pretend to do ballet. But it was awesome. I did it because my son, who's six, is is in the show, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I love the show. love you guys. Uh, That's it. Is that what being a party dad is? Just running up on stage in the middle of the Nutcracker and dancing around? Yeah, when does that happen? First graders doing the nutcracker, you just get up there and you're just like, fuck you, I'm a party dad. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I, I listen, I'm the one here with no children, so I think you guys are going to have to fill me in. Watch I mean, have stage. you ever run up on stage during one of your kids' performances? Hmm. It's an interesting question. No, but Elliot recently was a part of um, The Little Train That Could. And at the end, like the last song, they did invite all the parents on stage and I did have to go on stage. So I guess I guess I have. I guess I'm a party mom. Wow. Congratulations. Thank this you. is huge yeah. for you. I know. Um, it's funny. And I felt very self-conscious, even though at this point there was no one left in the audience because it was only parents going to see, you know, so it, with all the parents on stage, there was just like a few people with cameras in the audience. But I did feel self-conscious. I'm not a, I'm not a natural like your caller. What was Elliot's role in the little train? He was a little he so they're all dressed like toys. Uh-huh. And he was like a little drummer or nutcracker. I think he had I'm forgetting. I think yeah, I think he was like a little nutcracker. That's cute. And he also has gotten he's generally an outgoing kid, but he's gotten very shy and I I realized how shy he had gotten at this performance cuz you know one kid would stand up and say like, and they're all going to come here with little, t- I'm making this up, like with toys. And then Elliot would be like, you need to teach him to enunciate. He did not project to the back of the room. You got to speak to the back of the room. I know. Did you think at all about like, was there maybe an accompanist in the show? Like someone playing piano or something? You think about running up and kicking him in the nuts? Yeah. Party mom. Party mom would do that. Party mom would kick those nuts. That's right. Are you scared to kick the nuts? 
I'm a little scared. It's like a, a lot of the coolest people around here are kicking accompanists in the nuts. What is this a reference to? It's just like a cool thing that party moms and party dads do <laughs> during performances. And I just kind of think you're not cool if you don't do it. Well, I mean, he played a nutcracker. So oh, as, a, as the that would mom be fun. of a nutcracker, I should really be cracking some nuts. That's like taking your dog to the flea market. This yes. is a, the exact same quality of joke, which is to say a very good joke. Very high-minded, mm-hmm. high-quality mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a Dan McCoy level. tweet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can meet you there, but... Um, You know, having people send in their own voice memos is really smart because I have a phone number that I have them call and occasionally I put out like a solicit calls, but Mm -hmm. the quality is not nearly as good as the voice memo. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this we're just meeting people where they are. Nobody likes to talk on the phone anymore. Don't call me on the phone. I love canceling plans. This is what people say these days. Yes. You got to meet them where they are. You can't make them make plans. Right. And you can't make them do a phone call. They hate that. Yeah. I know if they could just text in their momentous occasion. I hate millennials in the workplace. Millennials with their side parts and their skinny jeans. Thank you. It is weird that millennials are now the older ones because yeah, I remember millennials a time, are all now fifty five. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember back when, to Jesse's point, it was like these these entitled millennials. They just stay in the job for nine months and then blah blah blah. Now they're yeah. I think it's still like hanging around as slang for like goofy young person. They're not um, young anymore. When it is, yeah, the like the generation part of it is not right not correct anymore now it's um what are the young what are the what are the whippersnappers called generation z zoomers Zoomers. you could call them zoomers maybe oh yeah for for zooming sure but we're just a set of zoomers right now with our zoom but you know what i just call them people (laughs) thanks jordan i just call them people i just call them my Mm -hmm. my brother's and sisters on this crazy blue marble where we're all just trying to make a buck am i right do you ever think how lucky we, I mean, think of all the things that had to happen to make it so that you could be alive exactly. right this moment. And we're all sharing this experience, we're dude. Did you ever think about it? looking up at the same sky. We're made of the same fucking stardust. Yeah, man. <sighs> why fight? Sorry, guys. What were you talking about? I was thinking about what a word would be for Wario's come. <laughs> oh, do you, Jesse? Do you have one? Don't spoil our vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sauce, probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we all um took ecstasy during the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's starting to hit. I now it turns out I yeah. love that Mariah Carey song. Yeah, you just weren't hearing it. No, you know? I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. If you have a momentous occasion or some Vicks Vapo Rub, give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun or send us an email at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, we are coming back to San Francisco Sketchfest. We performed there over 75 times over the years. 220 performances were coming up on Jordan That's right. at San Francisco Sketchfest since 1949, believe mm-hmm. it or not, was the first year we played San Francisco Sketchfest. We were 12 years old and we opened for Cab Calloway. 
Right. And the Heidi Ho man himself. And here we are, ten thousand we hours, ten thousand hours later. We were known as the Heidi Ho boys at the time. Uh, with a Z. <laughs> we were the first to do that. We were the first to spell boys with a Z. That was our original claim to fame. Now we're like the longest running comedy podcasters, except for a uh, yeah dude or whatever. But um at the time. At the time, we were known as being the first to ever use Z for at the end of boys. Anyway, we're coming to SF Sketchfest Sunday, January 23rd at the Gateway Theater. And if you know our shows at San Francisco Sketchfest, we pull out all the stops. We've got an organist, and he uses all the settings on the organ. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think there will be an organist present. No. Uh, but, but it will, it, it's a ton of fun. We love SF Sketchfest. Uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've done it most years that it's been around always a treat. So here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go to sfsketchfest.com. You're going to want to make sure you got your vax card. They're checking them at the door. Fully vaxxed, wanna... baby. Fully vaxxed. Fully only vaxxed. wear the mask inside. You wear the mask. You bring the Vax card, you enjoy a hilarious Jordan Jesse Go program. Can I suggest something, Jordan? Yeah. If you got one, wear it. I refer to Bane masks. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I want to look out and see a crowd full of Banes. I want to see. I want to see. I want to look out there. I want to see a bunch of Banes and a few Cousteaus here and there. (laughs) If you got a Jacques Cousteau set up, wear that. Or get somebody outside pumping that diving bell. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Listen, get the ticks, mm-hmm. pump the bell, mm-hmm. wear the bane, break the bat. Yes. <laughs> the man who broke you. the bat. Our SF Sketchfest show is going to be a real hoot and a half. I'm so excited to get I'm so excited to get home to the Bay Area, uh, eat a shit ton of its its and burritos. Um, just get there and just talk about former Warriors guard Sharunas Marshallonis for an hour. You know what I mean? While mm-hmm. everybody else's eyes glaze over. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to talk about Joe's cable car where Joe grinds his own fresh Chuck Daly. R.I.P. Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's dead, but the restaurant closed. Anyway, maybe don't come to the show, but... <laughs> <laughs> If you want to, this is how you turn a bunch wanna, of people into a bunch of fucking banes. I'll tell you. Yeah, you want to turn people into banes? Just talk about restaurants you liked mm. went out of business. Anyway, sfsketchfest.com. It's going to be a treat. We're going to announce uh, some very special guests shortly. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, stay tuned to this show and to our social meets. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we hope to see everybody there. It's going to be a hoot. A lot of cool people we could book in San Francisco, Jordan. Let's get those. Let's get those seals from Fisherman's Wharf. (laughs) Right, the famous, the famous seals. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period 
of Tiny Victories. My Tiny Victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty Tiny Victories. My Tiny Victory is a tattoo that I added on to this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my Tiny Victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Allison Rosen, finder of gazebo porn. Allison, it's been a joy to have you on the program as it always is. Um, Thank you so much. I love talking to you guys. You know what? Next time, I'm not going to text Dan McCoy first before we reach out to you. Next time, I'm going to go straight to the Whites Brothers, who, you know, have directed a lot of great movies. Um, they're probably not going to be having dinner with Dan because Dan had already had dinner with them and he lives in New York. You know, he'll be out of town by then. Um, yeah, it's like a one, but you know one what? Time Either thing. way, yeah, it's a great, it's always great to talk to you, Allison. That's my the moral Look, as of the story here. As long as you reach out to me before Dan, then we're good. Okay. If I have moved down on the list, as long as Dan's below me after. Okay. He, his assault via Amish his hat toxic, nomenclature. His toxic internet <laughs> behavior. I usually text Jay and Mark Duplass first. That's my first reach out. I'll reach out to right. the Duplass brothers. Um, then the Marks brothers. Yeah. Do you want the Duplasses together or is it like you just one text, sort of like the Sklars, they share an email address? Yeah. yeah. I first. So first I'll email the Sklars, then... Uh, the Duplasses, then the Whites brothers, then the Marx brothers, then the Smothers brothers. Sure. <laughs> um, then Tina Carruthers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got on that. The last one only rhymed. What about Katie and Allison Seagal, who were the twins on that show, Double Trouble, and they are also... Wait, no. Is that their names? They're also... No, Katie Seagal. Sorry. Katie Seagal What's was Peg of- Bundy, right? Yes, her younger sisters. Oh, they were like acting twins? twins. Yes, and they were on a TV show that I'm pretty sure was called Double Trouble, but it might have been called something entirely different. And I think their characters were named Katie and Allison. That's gotcha. where that came from. Yeah, we yeah. would love to get them. That would be great. That would be huge yeah. for us. <laughs> I don't know if you can land them, but you could try. That'd be great. Oh, so much better than John Dickerson. Oh God, I can't believe <laughs> we had to put up John with that Dickerson. shit. Oh, blah 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 blah. I went to a small school in Washington D.C. I'm John Dickerson. This is how I talk. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Jesse. Go back to sixty minutes. <laughs> Jesse, put your perfect impressions to bed. This is <laughs> no place for your perfect oh, I'm impressions. I'm John Dickerson. Here's my moral integrity. <laughs> I have journalistic ethics. For those who can't see, Jesse's doing a little hand flapping now. <laughs> yeah. I don't have my famous John Dickerson hand puppet that 
people love to see me perform with. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't have it handy, so I just did the motions that I would do to control its mouth. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to your Vegas show. You you moved in. You and the John Dickerson puppet are replacing Jeff Dunham and Peanut, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not just me and the Dickerson puppet. What about this one? Oh, it's me, Jake Tapper. I've got a lot to say to candidates about things on CNN. Wow. Did you not like that one, Jordan? I don't know. What do you think, Rachel Maddow? (laughs) I started the voice too early. (laughs) It's me, Rachel Maddow. I sound like Jordan introducing the puppet. (laughs) Oh, it's me. Gail King, this is how I talk. I also talk about the same as Jake Tapper. That's why people are always mistaking us for each other on the phone. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer here. <laughs> <laughs> I got loaded on the way over. <laughs> Have you had to cut out your chris cuomo chunk from your stage show <laughs> i did have to cut the, yeah I, that that jesse that you you lost 45 minutes when they fired him right i had to bring back this old chestnut right it's me dan rather mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> shine your shoes it's me here's the news in 1989 or so <laughs> about through the 90s, maybe, into the 21st century, don't remember. Uh, hey, Jesse, I actually, Vegas just texted me. They're replacing you with Adele. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Sorry, dude. I didn't, oh, didn't want to be the one to tell you, but <sighs> apparently she's just kind of having a moment and, you know, they need the you space. You know what, so. Jordan? Far be it from me to stand in the way of Adele's moment. She's finally mm-hmm. getting a moment. Yes. I've had my time in the sun. Yeah. Last 20 years, since since Dan Rather, 1989, mm-hmm. so that's 32 years, it's been Jesse's time. I'm, fi- I'm glad to finally give Adele a chance to shine. Oh, I'm getting a little correction text here. It's actually Adele and oh. Peanut, so... <laughs> <laughs> She just <laughs> belts out a beautiful tune, and then he says something racist. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Rosen, so much fun to have you on the program. Allison is the host of Allison Rosen's Your, Your New Best Friend. Uh, she does, she does, a, 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 she does a, a parenting podcast with our friend Grapefruit Simmons, and now she's childish. Yeah, now she's the co-host of uh, the Smash Hit podcast. Uh, from Upworthy. Um, look, it's about fun stories like a, when a dog dies. <laughs> <laughs> and it got the yes. best day ever. The yeah. dog had the best day ever. Right. Yes. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's lighthearted current events is what I would say. I subscribe to a, a Reddit called Zoomies. It's where animals get the Zoomies in oh, it. Oh, yeah, sure. With extraordinary consistency, the most popular posts are, my dog got the zoomies one last time before it died. Just like 100, 100%. Death zoomies. Every, every, everyone is like, here's my dog playing with snow. It crossed the rainbow bridge today. Right. God damn Zoom it. Right into an open grave. That is actually a story we talked about. There's a phenomenon. I know you're trying to end the show. I'll make it real fast. There's a phenomenon called the rally, which is where someone who is almost 
gone all of a sudden um because like seemingly is is healthier and can talk again and can sit up and can walk and so their loved ones if they aren't warned about it might be confused like oh are they on the mend and then they you know die shortly after but it's this unexplained phenomenon in people and in animals so that might be why they're zooming one last zoom Ugh. yeah final zoom that's going to yeah. be sweet <laughs> Can't wait for my final Zoom. <laughs> we'll be sure to, to put it on Reddit. Right. Jordan, if if you're going to put me to sleep, you better make a fucking snow pile for me. I don't care if it's August 17th in Death Valley. If sure. you're putting me down, make a snow pile. <laughs> wait, why me. is this my job? Why do I have to <laughs> preside over your <laughs> end of life plan? Brian's not a fucking veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, you're not an animal, though. Come on, man. <laughs> This is bullshit. Why do I have to do everything? <laughs> Hi there, it's me, a horse. <laughs> no, you're not. You're Dan Rather. <laughs> Stop trying to fake it, Dan. Our show is produced by Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Uh, you can contact us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. We're on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. Uh, you can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably enough shit. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.